Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to somewhat of a spontaneous episode of The Blue Room. It's me, Dave Downey. Matt Jones and Les Roberts were inside Leaf. We're upstairs in Leaf. Just enjoying a well-earned pint after the day we thought of exceptional content. And uh, not really expecting much news this evening. As uh, what we heard was Marco Silva might well have been staying at the football club. Such is it, uh, the length of time it's been since Farad Machiri arrived from Runcorn. I'd love to know what he thinks of Runcorn and uh, got a taxi over or whatever it was to Finch Farm. Uh, having been a little bit accosted by some fella, just saying, he's got to go, Farad, he's got to go. And he has gone, Farad listened, <laughs> he has eventually gone. We're here to discuss what happens next, because um, obviously all day our, our content, whether you've watched us on national TV, on the BBC, whether you've listened to us on several radio stations or you've listened to any of the podcast or watched any of our videos, Thank you so much as always for, you having a meltdown for getting involved. Last night, or, yeah. Or see, yeah, indeed, seeing me. <laughs> I, I won't post any of the pictures of what went on inside Anfield because that might well get me sacked <laughs> and uh, never be seen in the vicinity of anything related with Everton ever again. But uh, yeah, Marco Silva has been sacked. Um, do check out all of our content all across the uh, Twitter feed at the Blue Room EFC, but also on YouTube. Uh, please hit subscribe. We're getting the numbers up for that ahead of Christmas. Um, and there's bagfuls there, thanks to my man Leslie, who's been an expert since he took over the reins of that particular um, platform for us this year. So, lads, uh, finally, Marco's been given his marching orders. I mean, it, the, the time it's taken today has been quite staggering for me, Les. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure of the ramifications and the sort of paperwork and legalities of doing this sort of thing, but I'd imagine as the way most football clubs have acted, not least in the Premier League recently, 
the turnaround can be a hell of a lot quicker than this. We seem to have did it all day long. And I'm worried and I'm concerned that there might well have been a disparity at boardroom level right up to the very end of this. What sort of feelings do you get from it? Yeah, it's just been a really, really mad day. I think we've all been waiting since about three o'clock this afternoon, haven't we? To hear something, because like, when you saw it, everyone was going to Finch Farm, which in itself seemed a bit bizarre to get everyone piling down there, keeping the players in. Um, so I think Machiri could speak to the players. It all seems a very weird way of doing it. Um, is the dividend thing, is that a bit of a portent that we're getting noise back? <laughs> well, I mean, he's the favourite with the bookmakers. We've just checked before coming on now. Obviously, this pod is recorded when you listen to it about 15, 20 minutes ago. Currently, uh, with most bookmakers, he's the favourite. He's odds on. He's a big odds on. He's one to five with most bookmakers. The next is Marcelo Gallardo, who's the River Plate manager. He's eight to one. So very much look like uh, back to the future scenario, doesn't yeah. it? And we're going to be welcoming David Moyes back to Everton Football Club for the first time <coughs> in what six years? He first joined the club eighteen years ago. Jesus. They say you should never go back. Uh, he's had some really poor times of it since he left the football club, obviously at Man United. But then it's also <coughs> had a more worryingly for us. I think Sunderland, who we took down, yeah, having taken them over from, uh, yeah, of course Sam it's... Allardyce. He can't be missing from this this conversation. But Matt. I mean, sacking him was any part of this issue. We've had this discussion on the kickabout, which is out now uh, on the Blue Room Extra for subscribers to that. Do check it out, patreon.com forward slash the Blue Room Extra. David Moyes coming back to the football club. We, we've, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying the words, to be honest with you. But then <laughs> Everyone's nothing, got the head in the hands here. <laughs> nothing mystifies me about this football club anymore. What's happening to Bart Machiri? You were talking about the voodoo doll comments he come out with. Anything can happen at this football club now. Yeah. What are your thoughts and initial reaction to the potential of David Moyes coming back to our club? I just want to quickly say about Silva, to echo what Les said, this is not a time to celebrate and rejoice on Twitter about a manager leaving the football club. This is somebody who I think invested a lot of time and effort into to getting this right. Um, I've always quite liked him as a fella, even though a lot of people have, you know, honestly been endeared by him. He tried to play football the right way. I think he helped improve people like Adrissa Garnagay and, and Kurt Zuman. They had the football club last year. Certainly helped with Charleston. Um, and I have to say, at the end of last season, I thought this is the foundation for something really good. Um, and while he's got a lot, a lot of things wrong, and he takes a lot of responsibility for us being in the predicament we're at the moment, it's certainly not entirely down to him at all. Um, he's been let down by a lot of people above him in the football club. And all the lads out on the pitch as well at the football club. Um, so, you know, f- thanks, thanks to Marco in some respects. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to, not going to rejoice, not going to, not going to celebrate this because I think in the last two games, and I've, I've used this analogy countless times. So forgive me again, but he's been our night watchman. He's been our night watchman at the football club. He's been there to, to take those 90 miles an hour crushing Yorkers and and those you know 85 mile an hour bounces that not know, quite the success of Jack Leach no not not quite um, <laughs> he's probably more of a, a Monty Banner type <laughs> night, night watchman I imagine but um, yeah um, but he's basically been he's basically been in position in these last two games to protect whoever's coming in and I felt sorry for him today as well to be at Finch Farm all day potentially and only just found his face out now I mean all a lot of journalists have been briefed about this before the club even made an official announcement, which is a bit our last to be honest, on him. Um, but on his managerial side, he's made bad decisions. He's clearly has issues motivating the team, coming from behind. The substitutions have been very poor. We, we talked about all this throughout the season. Um, going forward, uh, the prospect of David Moyes coming back is 
it's one that scares me a little bit and I think it's also one that <coughs> underlines what has been a failure of a regime under fire and machinery so far a, a complete and utter failure to be honest to be turning back to a man who wants to lead the football club to go to Manchester United who tried to pinch some of our best players in the season he left the football club and disrespected everything in the press those stories which we've seen doing the rounds from 2013-14 which had Everton fans in disgrace and who has ultimately since leaving Everton failed at every job he's been at to be going back to him essentially capping on saying can you come and save us is a resounding underlinement of how poor this club has been on the far out machinery and Bill Kenwright and to a lesser extent Marcel Brands as well um, the prospect of Moyes coming back doesn't make me think we're in safe hands it doesn't make me think that this team is necessarily going to get better because nothing in his previous jobs indicates to me that this city is going to make progress nothing in that current squad is, is similar to what he had at Everton in those last few years he's got to start again he's got to rebuild and that's going to be hard it's going to be really hard because I think the, one of the things that's levelled at Moyes is the game has passed him by the Monday player has probably passed him by and his management style by and how Everton are going to change that round very quickly I have no idea how they're going to do it Les, this is reportedly going to be on an interim basis um, several sources have said with an incentivised contract for Moyes should he do well he keeps the job beyond this year and Look, we, we all wanted to avoid the scenario that saw Sam Allardyce appointed. Now, to take people back to it, to give it a bit of context, if you remember rightly, we sat on Koeman and it would take him five, I mean, really <coughs> difficult weeks for us all before Sam Allardyce was co coming in and somebody to put out for all the fires for us and, and effectively mm. stave off any threat of relegation. First point I want to make, this is a worse situation. Yeah, We're in the bottom three. Much worse. Um, we're not... It's not the type of scenario where you think, OK, well, we've got some opposition at the time. I think we had West Ham and Huddersfield in back-to-back -back home games when Sam Allardyce come in. Uh, obviously, still a lot of conjecture goes around about whether he was in charge of that West Ham game or not. Quite clearly, it was David Underwood. Just want to specify that again, two years on. Um, interim basis again, though. Can you see a logic to that? Conversation we were having with Rob Vera before, he was talking about the season possibly still being salvageable and, and I think it is 15 games in I think you're getting towards halfway in the season but nonetheless you're still in the Carabao Cup yeah. it's not something I like to bring up because I think the situation should be treated as severely as it is but we are still only a few points away from mid-table slash trying to kick on to somewhere where we expect it to be this season do you think an interim appointment let's say it is Moyes is better in this situation or do you think it's somewhere where you can continue with a heavily invested project. And Matt's just got a tweet up to us there saying Duncan Ferguson will take charge of Everton for this Saturday's game against Chelsea at Goodison Park. I mean, uh, you just go from one <coughs> head-scratching moment to another with this Pass football. Tommy Abraham, that'll be the message, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dunk has got to yeah. punch them into a performance yeah. on Saturday. And look, there'll be elements and people in our fan base who will rejoice at that news because they're big fans of Duncan Ferguson and I completely get that. Personally, I think that, that screams panic to me. It screams lack of idea, lack of planning for what's about to happen next. <coughs> I mean, what, what, I, I was going to ask about David Moyes, but firstly, <laughs> firstly big dunk. I, mean, I, I think I'm in 1999 here or something like that. Uh, maybe 2002. You know, the, one thing, the one thing, this this whole scenario about going back to David Moyes and now giving Duncan Ferguson the job for Saturday at least, it's made me think that 
nothing ever changes, Evan. If you look back to uh, when Colin Harvey got sacked, he went back to Howard Kendall, which at the time, okay, yeah, sound, most successful manager. He was at Man City. We went back to Howard Kendall. Uh, we then went back to him again in 1998. It's like, this is what we do. We just, there's, there's never been any imagination in the club. It's like, um, so insolent, small time. Yeah, we're, we're a bit stuck here. What do we do? We, we just go back to something else that we know. I just don't even know where to go with it. You're, you're listening to three people here. I don't think quite endorsed, to be put it lightly, Duncan Ferguson taking over as Everton manager. He's been at the football club, in my opinion, under several failed regimes now, and now gets the big gig himself for at least a game. Um, should he win that game and, and let's face it Goodison will be banged up for this against Chelsea on Saturday that's what you can say is a positive from all this but is that where we're at? My issue, my issue is right any sort of business has got to have a contingency for about 6-12 months into the future absolutely a football club should have a contingency for at least 6 months ahead because you just don't know what can happen whether it's on the playing staff whether it's with the manager, you, you should have some contingency that says, right, okay, yeah, if this manager's doing really well and he pisses off, like, if, if Brendan Rodgers goes to Arsenal from Leicester now, I would bet they've got some contingency in place there that they will, they will replace the manager Can I just in a, a more timely manner than we will. But just to come back to you on that, and I've been having a lot of thoughts about this, given that Leicester and Everton started this season, probably people will consider them in similar places in yeah. regards to being somewhere around the top six trying to push for something quite considerable this season Leicester are not a club that's ever been hamstrung by its history and people might take that term maybe a little bit out of context for me but I feel as if you just mentioned there if Brendan Rodgers was to go to Arsenal they would have free roam to pick from a pool of managers that would take the job yeah. you would think with ourselves and this is a, a big problem outside of this current context bubble and situation I feel as if we root ourselves to tradition and sentiment and wouldn't dream of thinking for instance at the time say if Michael Silva was sacked in the summer I have no doubt about it Brendan Rodgers would not be on the lips of the owner or Bill Kenwright or anybody else because of his affiliation with Liverpool mm. similar with Rafa Benitez to me I'm, I'm beyond that I, I tweeted a couple of weeks ago that Basically, I'd sell Everton Soul if it meant that we had a bit of success because I've never really known it in my near 32 years on this planet. And and I feel as if that the only way you get out of the sort of paralysis that we're in of constantly verting back to things that we know in our comfort blanket, if you like, whatever sort of um, you know simile you want to use in, in that regard. But we wouldn't do that, Les, would we? No. It goes back to the same pull, regardless of whoever is the custodian of the football club at the time it, yeah it, it's like it's like this traditional big club thing it's like a millstone round our neck now mm. yeah all right yeah we're the what, four, fourth most successful club in the country sound that's probably toss up with villa really isn't it haven't city overtaken us now after all the trophies they won well, was year. it not was it not 50 if you include all trophies yeah it's like a millstone now it, it means absolutely nothing we've not we've won nothing in a generation and albatross you, around on it yeah but you, you but you do feel like that this that's the sort of malaise that the club finds itself in and i think it's the same with the fans because we can't just go to the game and have a laugh seemingly like other fans can so like i remember going down to brighton last season and the whole ground sunk and you will never get that at everton it, it's like it's like there's this sort of snobbery around the whole thing where like 
I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but it, it permeates through the whole club. And we're in a really weird position where we are the shittest of the big teams. We are the shittest of those big clubs. We're basically on the cusp of becoming a Preston or a Stoke yeah. or a Wolves. It's we're mad being Wolves. I wouldn't mind being Wolves. The mad thing with Wolves at the minute is though they've only won five games themselves, haven't they? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's a measure of how bad this league is, and, and that's also why shows the conceded nature of it. Yeah. So. Just on, on the point you're making there, Les, I think one of the reasons why we've become like that as a fan base is because we've just been trapped in this malaise for probably about about 15 years now. We're yeah. just we're just all right. We finished top four once. We got to one FA Cup final, a few semi-finals, but by and large, we've just been rattling around mid-table, being okay, and um, while we'd obviously take that now, given how, how shit we'd be in the season, the ironic thing about all of this is that the man who has got us <laughs> into being a football club where we're not arsed, and just being, you know, shrugging our shoulders and going, yeah, Everton are there again, is the fellow who's probably going to get the job next. Yeah. It's, you know, ultimately that was what David Moyes' remit was, wasn't it? He steadied the ship, got us into fifth or sixth every season, probably a, a bit lower every now and then, and while that looks great now, you know, but when you're getting that season on season, you finish between fifth and twelfth or whatever it was, you sort of you don't really get excited anymore. You don't really get no. you don't really get that buzz about going the match because you, you just you just existing. Well, the, the, the thing with that is as well, we were finishing fifth and sixth then, which is the equivalent now of finishing eighth and ninth. Yeah, it's just outside the positions. It's just not quite good enough. Um, we've had a few. I've asked for some questions from people, so if you guys want to. Uh, just jump out, basically said, what are your thoughts on the sacking? Um, Greg EFC said the club should be embarrassed about how the sacking was handled. It's a great day for Everton. Paul Roberts, shambolic and farcical treatment to the manager who tries to do his best, whatever his shortcomings. Today speaks volumes about where the real issues lie at Everton. Good job, the same mob weren't in charge when we last conceded five against Liverpool. <coughs> um, 1978 AKS. Almost inexplicably, I feel sad. I wanted Silver to work, as did many. Yeah. He should have gone a while ago, sadly, but the lack of a plan and the manner in which it's been handled is nothing short of embarrassing and utterly shameful. A um, couple more here. Um, David Masson um, regularly gets in touch about the show. If Moyes is given the job, does it not say our director of football model is pointless, that Mashiri doesn't trust himself or his board, yeah. and that Bill is still having a lot of time to suggest has too great an influence. It's a worry that he has a testy eye view of a time we want nothing. Um, and last one I'll read out. Adam Brooks has said, uh, has Les Roberts recovered from the weekend yet? He <laughs> <laughs> looks a lot more sprightly, but he might, have to, he might need a few more days to yeah, recover from this news today. Yeah. I've still got a bit of a heavy cough, like, but yeah, I'm I mean, all right now. Thoughts, Thanks for asking. Any thoughts on any of them? You know, the whole thing has been handled terribly, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, and, and it is an indictment of where we are right now. The director of football model is absolutely spot on I think we're going to hear some music or some people on microphone so we'll, we'll round up in a sec but the point I want to make on director of football quite quickly is yeah it deems Marcel Brands a bit of a bystander in all of this whether you know whether he's been undermined by what's happened or not or whether he's been the man who's made this decision that it's going to be double fakes in the interim it shows one way or another that Marcel Brands seems to have quite a redundant role at the football club right now I think some sort of marching band's going to come on just to add to the, <laughs> the, the random activity that is today. They'll start playing Ted Castle, you never walk alone in a minute. It's big Dunk's family. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it might be, yeah, but uh, look, one thing you're going to see at Goodison on Saturday is going to be a galvanised group of Evertonian, I'm pretty sure of that. Everybody will be behind Duncan Ferguson, there's no question of that. His sort of credentials for the job, I think, are a massive 
massive issue in all of this. Should we win against Chelsea on Saturday? I actually think it'll open up a bigger can of worms and if we don't, don't um, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but make sure you keep it with the Blue Room, at the Blue Room EFC, we've worked tirelessly today, we're going to be working tirelessly over the next few days, look out for us all on the national stations as well, Mark Moses being on BBC News tonight, um, really thanks for all your support for making us as big, the biggest podcast, the biggest independent editing podcast that is going around at the moment, thanks so much for that, thanks for listening and we'll be in touch really soon. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.